go-to source for nerd knowledge in the 21st century. I'm your host, Steve Pugh, and joining with me always is the impeccable and are you a red dragon or you uh, a Charizard over there, David? Red dragon. Red dragon. Red dragon. Put, put the hood up. Put the hood up for us. So I can't get it over my headphones. <laughs> I just want to see it again. It almost looked like a demon the first time I saw it. That's awesome. I, I do like it. I do like it. Um, and coming back for her third time is the wonderful, the impactful, the amazing, the adorable Miss Sarah Jones. Sarah, how Hello. are you doing today? I am fantabulous. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. So I'm glad you got to come on. Um, I, I like the fact that I have two, like, you know, I, I try to exclude myself when, when it comes to the algorithms. Uh, but I definitely say you guys are two Star Wars buffs. And our subject of the night is sequels, uh, sequels prequels, and spinoffs. Uh, kind of talk about them, if they're a fan service or just kind of a cash grab. Um, and Book of Boba, I think, is one of those subjects that I think is, like, <laughs> crucial. Like, I want multiple opinions as much as possible. Um, but before we get into all that stuff, uh, what have you been up to, madam? It has been a little bit. I think the last time we had you on, uh, David was talking about going to Dragon Con. I, I, I think he mentioned it a few times. Uh, I, I'm not uh, sure. At least once or twice, right? Once as always. <laughs> it's that pretentiousness. <laughs> <laughs> no, David's not pretentious at all. Never, <laughs> never. <laughs> um, honestly, I've just kind of had my nose down doing mostly, you know, work teacher stuff. However, I've kind of driven headfirst into building my Ahsoka um, Siege of Mandalorian costume. Um, I'm working on it. I've got her mantras done. I'm working on the armor. Um, having a couple of friends print some shin armor for me down here in uh, Fort Myers. But aside from that, everything's been pretty relaxed around here, you know, just chugging along. Nice. Do you, now, do you already have her lightsabers or are you going to have to get them? I do. I, that was the first thing I bought. Um, I actually talked to Dave about that before I got them. <laughs> Which I ones like, did you buy? Hey, man, I ended up going with the ultra sabers. Okay. I like um, ultra saber. I do. I really like the quality. Um, I'm not a very big person yeah so they are a little large for me but um the quality is great the weight the heft is really good um the blades are beautiful um i couldn't be more happy with them you went with a white light with them or did you no, go they're blue they're, they're blue, blue, for blue the season seven yeah okay yeah okay. so um, did, did you get the those the board in it that you can change the color or do you have to manually pull out the leds i have to manually pull out the leds if i want to okay. change color she Which I'm fine with. Style. I mean, you know, uh, you know, I don't really plan on changing them. Um, right. This is the only Ahsoka I really want to do. Right. I don't really have any desire to do Mandalorian Ahsoka. So, you know, I really like her season seven. I am I no Jedi. That. Right. Lady Tano kind of thing, you know. Yeah. I have a few of them. I have like one of my favorites is actually the double hilt. I have the double hilt and I have a bunch of just like I went and did the random grab bag ones. But I always, yeah, I, I have one that has sound and has like the switch out, but I just prefer doing the, the poor man's way of just switching out the LEDs if I want yeah. to and everything, yeah. because most of the time I usually don't end up switching them out anyways. Um, right. But the, the, the mandrels and everything, how long did that take you to make? Um, I've been working on them on and off for probably three months or so um it's they a it's a foam well thank you it's a foam base um 
there's batting inside. There's actually, you know, the beads that they put in weighted blankets. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I used for the bottoms of the actual montrals, like where okay. the tips are to give them movement. So whenever I move, they move. That makes sense. Um, awesome. It's really, really cool. I covered it in fabric and then I covered it in creature cast. Which, which is a great alternative to latex if you have an allergy or silicone if you don't want to pay the price and you don't have the <laughs> the ability for silicone because I was not that brave. <laughs> but Creature Cast was really awesome. Then I just painted them. Um, and most of my armor, Sentra, uh, I had a bunch left over from my Mando. And so I finally depleted all my Sentra from that one piece that I got from you ages ago, Dave. <laughs> uh. So it is now, now no more. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's the haul over. All right, all right. David, have you been up to too much? I, I know it kind of, actually. I kind of cut you off there. Did you want to ask Sarah something? No, I was yeah. I was wondering what she had them filled with, and um, so you 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 made a foam mold, or did you just you? Uh, yeah. Okay. I started with a foam mold. Um, it was actually based off of Pepakura. Okay. <laughs> so I started with that. It's a lot easier than a Pipakura Mando helmet for sure. Right. Um, and then I built the foam up over that and put the fabric over it and filled it with batting and those weighted beads. Um, nice. I didn't put too much of the weighted beads in it because I knew it would be too heavy and it would hurt my neck after, you know, long hours in kit. And I didn't want to do that to myself. So I right, kept, right. Uh, kept a little bit out. But there's enough for movement and weight, so they look real whenever I wear them. Right, and so then you just have a wig cap that would go under that would yeah. you would put on and put the montrels over them. Yep, that's awesome. Pretty that's awesome. easy. And then did I'm you airbrush some, them or uh, hand paint them? I actually hand painted them. Um, okay. Drew on all of the markings just from reference photos and found the perfect blue color that matched. And uh, I really. I'm very pleased with them. Even if they're not Rebel Legion standard at some point, I'm still pretty happy with them. I think they look awesome. They look good. Perfect. Thanks. Um, yeah, no worries. Appreciate it. Uh, no worries. Uh, David, you've been up to anything? Uh, nothing new, I don't think, since we talked last. Yeah. I actually, so it was uh, it was the wife's birthday uh, so, so last week. So we went out uh, and we went... Um, axe throwing which is the first time i've ever done that um i don't know if you guys have ever been axe throwing before uh first time uh it was a it was a heck of an experience like we went on a nice little date uh we went out and uh you know went out for dinner and everything and so she's like Let, you know let's go axe throwing we scheduled it and they're like hey you're gonna be with a couple other couples i'm like all right whatever not a big deal um and the cup first couple that showed up was this dieseled out like i kid you not he was six foot tall like 400 pounds pure muscle in the most tight like like flannel shirt he's got that thick like black just like perfectly trimmed lumberjack beard he's even wearing in like a knit cap and everything and he's got the most disgruntled look on his face and he's over there with his you know i i, I thought it was his wife his girlfriend just like mm looking at me and i look at the guy that we're with and i said screw you i i didn't use those exact words i used a lot more couple colorful words i said are you freaking kidding me you're teaming me up with that dude the freaking lumberjack are you kidding me this is my first time <laughs> and he just like comes over and he's like oh, i got adam and i'm like you're gonna kick my ass 
like and he was the nicest guy in the entire world we had an absolute blast turns out he was a former marine and that's why he's all like this number doing like the buffed out uh guy works at amazon it's like the nicest guy had a great time i i've learned a lesson though i am absolutely terrified of my wife if she's ever 20 feet away with me for me and has an axe <laughs> i know i'm a dead man because let me tell you what she was hitting that bullseye like it was going out of style like so well that my instructor looked over at me and said don't ever piss her off and i said no yeah right and it only got better the more she drank too. I like that. I, I tried drink, like getting her drunk, and like I'm like here, drink this, drink this, happy <laughs> birthday. And other people were like it's your birthday, drink. And she just got whoosh, like she's throwing them behind her back, kind of stuff, and everything. Like she was literally throwing them one handed and getting it in. However, it's awesome. Oh, it was absolutely your wife amazing is my hero. Oh, dude, she is so cool. I like I love her, and the, the fact we we had an absolute blast. Um, I got it's to finally awesome. watch the Eternals uh watch it on disney Ooh. plus uh mm-hmm. my honest opinion of this it's not a bad movie it's not a great movie i think the getting to know the characters while i, I understand how they did everything and i appreciate how they did everything i feel like this movie could again been cut down by an hour if they had, had just done a little tidbit like on disney plus for each character like a mini series maybe like a, you yeah, know do 20 well, minute 20 minute because there are 10 there are 10 characters yeah it was so much and it's yes. uh, you didn't get to learn about like i liked no. i liked druid i liked sprite but we didn't get to feel like we got a little bit of that emotional tension with sprite and how she really felt underwhelmed being 14 or like however young she was supposed to be like look like i think it was 14 like and or athena learning more about her and there's all of them i felt like we we didn't get to appreciate that more and they tried to force that a little bit more and then the celestials and the deviants and where they tried to pull the like the intro Star Wars style thing where they just like talking a little bit about giving you that background without actually giving you a proper background. It's like, all right, it it, it wasn't bad, but it could have been a lot better. Uh, not the worst movie, right. like not the worst Marvel movie I've seen, but it's it's not the best. It's not even close. And I feel like yeah, they were there was no uh, Kit Harrington's character, you know, the you know. The Black Knight wasn't necessity in this movie at all. There was no point in having him in. It was fun. Like he was a little bit of uh, comedic relief, but I just feel like it wasn't necessary. I mean, I don't know what your guys' opinions were. I didn't make it through the movie. Really? Wow. Nope. Did not get through it. I, I just kept losing focus on it. And I don't know if maybe later I need to go back and just try to rewatch it. But I just I could not stick with it for some reason. I don't know. Sometimes the movies are like that. (laughs) I I went to see it in the theater. Do you feel like it was worth it? Honestly, I don't. I don't know. It's worth it. Um, I I enjoy a theatrical experience. I enjoy seeing, especially especially an MCU movie. I enjoy seeing them in a theater, and when it when it was in the theaters three months ago or whenever it was i mean there was literally me and eight other people in this in the Mm. auditorium so 
but it was on the big screen and it was, you know, it was big and loud and all that. Um, my, I think, I think the, th the problem with the Eternals was it was very ambitious and it tried mm -hmm. to do a lot. And it's the whole Black Knight thing is a stop on the roadmap, you know, and I know that I talk about the Marvel roadmap a lot, but mm -hmm. I think that was a lot of it. And with, with the coming of the multiverse in the phase four and phase five of the MCU, that they, they are constantly ratcheting up the stakes. And so now that they have to establish that there is some, you know, existential threat to not only, uh, not only to a certain country or not only to a certain group of people or a planet, even a planet. Now it's, the entire universe is at stake and and you know that's kind of the the thing that marvel comics do um you know they always have to have a bigger bad guy uh come along and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't sometimes it's nice to have a very low stakes small focused movie like the like deadpool even though deadpool is not an mcu movie yeah. or like like ant-man hmm. right but then eventually Ant-Man is going to expand into this thing where, you know, they have to alter reality or blah, 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 blah. Um, I mean, I, I, I liked Eternals as a movie, but I also, but I also, I don't, I don't have any attachment to the characters from the comics, number one. And, and number two, I, I think it, like all the other Marvel, and Marvel has been doing this now for 26 movies or whatever the number of movies is, the, the movies aren't self-contained the movies are they're part of an, an event they're part of this whole thing that you yeah. have to consider and and if you skip one or two you you miss something you know and i don't know if you stayed through the end credits or you I watched did. through yeah. the end credits they're, they're setting right. up blade yeah they're, they're setting up blades return to the mcu uh, e even though you don't see him you hear him off screen at, yeah. at the in the at the it's either the mid credits or the end credits scene. it's it's the second yeah it's the second one so i mean that's that's kind of what marvel has become and you know i, I every time i go to an mcu movie i always make a joke that the credits are rolling and people are leaving hashtag amateurs you know um, <laughs> i always but, love those posts of yours dave it's my favorite but, but that's, but that's <laughs> every just time how a new is. marvel movie comes out every time yeah, like they checked off a lot of boxes. I'll give them this. They checked off a lot of boxes. It was they even did some stuff that I was like, wow, Marvel has a sex scene. Like, like I was I was like, wow, they really did that. OK, I mean, it, it, we're all adults here. We know these things happen, but it's just like it was like, are, are you sure we're all adults? Well, you know, sometimes I question us, you know, in our dragon pajamas onesies. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of referring to that guy. <laughs> it's cold here. However, I can't say anything. I dress up, so you know. <laughs> no, no, but it's it was it was it was it caught me off guard. I like in a way that was like, oh well, this shouldn't catch me off guard, but it did. Um, they had you know they. I don't know if they've ever openly showed a a a, a gay avenge or like a gay superhero in those the, any of the movies before but we got one like right there he was kissing his right. his husband right all right and then they we have uh the uh, i was looking up her name i was trying to find her the lady who plays ajak uh or not ajak um 
the deaf one uh she was right. uh i can't remember her character's name because i only keep thinking it's ajax and that's Selma hayek and that wasn't her um but you know they they had a deaf woman playing a deaf super that was awesome right um i thought that was amazing yeah i thought that was great well the the other the other thing that that eternals also brought out was is the, the they had a predominantly brown cast i mean the main cast was predominantly ethnic but um, that makes sense for when they were trying to portray how these characters came in too like they came in at right. the primitive time of humanity and they evolved with it and that makes total freaking sense right but this evolution standard right not and not just that but representation the mcu has has too. been very progressive overall in terms of of representation not just in terms of brown people and and you know in in some cases they've caught some flack because they, they changed uh, mj in the spider-man movies you know played by zendaya and, and now you know uh uh mj is not you know the white redhead now she's a, a black woman and um echo you know we talked about echo and hawkeye last time maya the maya character she's not only deaf played by a deaf actress but her character is an amputee mm -hmm. you know she has a she has a, a a prosthetic leg um you know and so that's always nice to see and and you've we've seen some of that you know there's there's always been you know, in Iron Man, uh, Colonel Rhodes was there as kind of the token black guy. And then people were people lost their shit over Samuel L. Jackson playing Nick Fury. You know, and I don't know if you remember the Nick Fury movie from the 90s played by David Hasselhoff. Um, and so, you know, and, and now and now if anybody other than Samuel L. Jackson were Nick Fury, people would be like, oh, I can't imagine anybody else playing this, you know, That's true. whatever. Um, That's so true. So, <laughs> so that has been nice to see. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I enjoy, I liked, I liked Eternals, but I, I did think it would have been better as either a two-part movie or like you, you know, you had mentioned before, either introducing some characters in some webisodes or, or this might've been one of those things that really should have been a six hour TV show. And that way they could have mm -hmm. done some character development with all of them. Uh, you know, you also had the, the, um, the one character who, Oh, I forget the character's name, you know, who is basically dealing with PTSD. Um, um, the Angelina Jolie character. Uh, oh, Athena's uh, Athena. Uh, yes, because she was always worried about slipping back and 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 yeah, you know, going having, super going crazy. Too. And the, the Gilgamesh character had to, you know, was was monitoring her and, and you know, he had devoted his life, you know, for the last 5000 years is is you know stopping her from from killing trying to kill everyone apparently there again. was there was a lot of deep moments like the more and more i think about it the more i appreciate the movie because even like uh druig like he's like i can stop all of this at any moment and stop the fighting and we can step in and help humanity and it's like wow you like there, there was all those right. moments and like like i said the more and more we talk about it, the more i actually enjoyed the movie i go wow right i actually really really liked it and i, I did not like it but it was just like yeah right and and you know it, it was also it was also directed by chloe zhao who is who is a you know an asian director and and you know and so we we've started to see some of that you know in in infiltrate the mark the mcu um 
you know, but I don't think it can, you know, like a lot of the other MCU movies, I don't think it can be evaluated singly as just a, as its own artwork. I think yeah, it, it I has to be, that. it has to be examined in the, or evaluated in the context of, you know, the MCU. Yeah. Um, so well, let's, because that's, I don't want to delve too much onto this because we, one, we already had an episode where we were kind of talking about stuff we've seen and this, while I love the internals, you know, or loved, would love to continue. We got a subject to talk about tonight and that is prequel sequels and spinoffs. And I really, really want to get into this because book of Boba is like the prime example now, right now of a, I, I don't know if I would consider it a spinoff of a spinoff because, you know, Mandalorian is a spinoff of Star Wars or it's a, you know, chapter in Star Wars, whether you, how you want to consider it. But Book of Boba is definitely a spinoff of the Mandalorian. And in some parts, it's a prequel to some of the Star Wars history. It's also continuation of Star Wars history. Uh, and it, it, it is a, a, a definite fan service. Um, like, uh, okay, at least in my opinion, I feel like it's a fan service because if you take everything that you know about Boba Fett before uh, The Mandalorian, you had how much time with, of him? Grand total. Like, oh, for like, all... like 14 minutes. Okay. I mean, some absurdly low amount of time. Yeah. And he and he literally started a cult that you guys are both a part of. So, you know... <laughs> <laughs> you have a Mandalorian helmet. You have a few costumes. You know, it, but it's great. It's it, it's He does. He has that fandom behind him. Uh, to now we had this series and three episodes are out there'll be four when this episode airs but what are your honest opinions of it i i think i'm probably going to be the negative one in this one but you know i'd love to hear your guys sides uh david we'll start with you well i i enjoy it but i'm in the bag for pretty much anything star wars already okay what i have noticed though and i have made this statement before mm. that no one hates star wars more than star wars fans and a lot of, you know, a lot of the people on my Facebook feed are, you know, some of their, there are, no, there are legitimate criticisms of the show from, from the standpoint of, from a storytelling standpoint and from how it's depicted on the screen. The problem is that a lot of people have this notion of what they think Star Wars should be because they have they have written in their head they have written in their head a head canon that says that this is what boba fett is and you know this is how it should be and in legends they in with the old eu boba did this and he was the most badass person in the in the world even though he got taken out like a chump by a blind guy with a stick canonically true story. right so a lot of people who are complaining and we see this every time something new in star wars comes out whether it's the prequel trilogy and actually you guys aren't old enough to remember this but even back in 1983 when return of the jedi came out people said oh my god what are these ewok things these are cute little te teddy bears they have no place in star wars star wars sucks if there were internet or if there had been the internet or if there had been twitter in 1983 there would be people who were just enraged by ewoks and in fact, there is a there's a whole thing on how I met your mother where Barney talks about there being this division of Star Wars beginning 
with the Ewoks. So then after that, when the when the when the prequel trilogy comes out, when Phantom Menace comes out, people are like, oh my God, George Lucas killed Star Wars. George Lucas is awful, you know, blah, 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 blah. And that goes on, and then it goes through, you know, that goes through Attack of the Clones. That's a dumb name for a movie. And then it goes to Revenge of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith, blah, you know, and so on and so forth. Because, you know, Return of the Jedi, the original title of that was Revenge of the Jedi, until they figured out that Jedi shouldn't be taking revenge. So then they changed it. But anyway, so now, 20 years later, there is this George Lucas renaissance after the sequel trilogy, because the sequel trilogy ruined Star Wars. Because... Phantom uh, uh, Force Awakens was just a remake of New Hope, and Last Jedi sucks because it completely changed it. We didn't like we didn't like uh, Force Awakens because it was just the same thing over again. We wanted something different, but then they made something different, and they didn't know not like that. And so now Star Wars sucks. And so then J.J. Abrams comes back and makes you know uh, Rise of Skywalker. And it's a safe movie, but we didn't want that either. So it's more Palpatines and Skywalkers and Star Wars sucks and so on. And so, you know, when Ahsoka first appears on uh, on uh, Clone Wars, who is this? Who is this bratty little kid? Who is, you know, Star Wars does not need kids. Oh, my God. Star Wars sucks. And then after after they get done with Clone Wars, Ahsoka is the best thing to come out of clone wars series and rebel you know and then she reappears in rebels and now she's going to get her own show and all this other stuff and so there is just this faction of of star wars fan who you know they it's not what they wanted and i think they expect certain things and when they get when they don't get what they want they get pissed off about it and the fact of the matter is right now for <laughs> For a long time, Lucasfilm, LFL, owned, you know, and George Lucas owned Star Wars, and they can do whatever they want with Star Wars. And in 2013, 2014, they sold Star Wars, Lucas sold Star Wars to Disney. Now Disney owns Star Wars. And, you know, they can do whatever they want. They can take the pieces, they have taken the, the, some of the pieces of legends, and they've gone on with them, and they've discarded others. And just some people don't like it. And it's okay not to like something. That's okay. But when you're trying to tell someone what that they should take their property and do what you want with it, you just need to shut up. Just be happy that there is Star Wars. I remember a time when there was not Star Wars. So Back in my day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so people need to deal with that. So now that you now that you've got me <laughs> ranting on for ten minutes, you know, but but I so I like Book of Boba Fett. There are, I have some problems from a storytelling perspective, but I'm, ho- I'm reserving complete judgment till the full eight episodes come out. And then someone can explain to me why Boba Fett would want to be a crime lord. That's my biggest question com- going into this. Why would he want to run Tatooine? Why would he need just not want to be a bounty hunter? Once he digs his way out of the Sarlacc, go find his ship, get back in a ship, fly off the planet where he has gazillions of credits and either retire or go kill people again. Maybe why become a crime it? lord is retirement for a bounty hunter like Boba Fett. Why, but why would you do that? If you're the I most, don't know. If you're the most successful bounty hunter in the galaxy, which he, which according to legends, he was. Now, we don't know that from the, from the movies. He may yeah. have, you know, he may have, you know, spent all his credits on, on hookers and blow. Who knows? <laughs> you know? So he, he might not have any money. And that's why he wants to be a crime lord. That's not explained, but 
you know, whatever. So, like, here's my beef with it. And I, I, I've, I've told you guys, both of you actually now, I like like the flashback stuff. The flashback stuff isn't so bad. Like, I get it. It has that whole dances with wolves vibe and everything. And that's fine <laughs> and dandy. It truly dances does. Wolves. <laughs> but that's it's, it's, it's okay. It's a story as old as time. And I respect that. My problem was like with episode one, the cheesy fight scene. Uh, episode two, I don't think I had initially any true beef with it. I mean, they had the like the the car, uh, the train heist kind of scene, and that was that was all right. That was pretty not too shabby. Uh, but this one was the cliche nineteen seventies car chase through the city like the only thing they were missing it was that bass solo track in the background while the cars were going around and they they went through a painting they went through chicken coops they went through a vendor they went and they they, they went through every cliche of a car's chase that they were just missing the music and and i i'm not saying it's not allowed but you really the the paint schemes that they did for the the go-go Power Ranger, like hipster, like little teenage angst. Uh, What's wrong with that? Like it, it was so off from what is, from what I have. I don't want to say become, and I know I'm going to be. I'm justifying exactly what you just said here. It was just so. It wasn't what of, you expected. Not even that. Yes, it wasn't what I expected, but it how do I put this without like it, it giving into your criticisms that you just said right now? Um, you can't, you can't, <laughs> can't do it without giving into my criticism. It's well, it doesn't fit. I, it just, I, it's so like out there random from, but the, I think the, it fits the, with the those characters. It's not random and it was intentional. Oh, I know it was absolutely intentional. There's nothing it, that wasn't intentional. And it, about make, it. And it makes sense. Uh, Sarah's it, making a point and yeah, I okay, think yeah, I know yeah, where yeah, she's go, going go ahead. Like, I really think that that the reason why, like, these characters are not, like, characters that you would typically see on Tatooine. Yeah. Like, they're definitely out-of-place characters. They're, like, like you said, that teenage angst, like, yeah. I don't want to be here anymore. This place sucks. Like, they're trying to be something that they're not. They're trying to do better for themselves, I guess, in some way. And I think the whole point is for them to not be the same thing that we would expect out of these kind of has picked up i will absolutely i absolutely agree with you i, I guess it was like the vehicles were too clean the vehicles you know what were, i mean the, it was too clean it was too shiny and chrome but and think it was of too like pop but color. think of teenagers like teenagers yes. that love their cars what do they do like young men so you're telling me these cars, kids couldn't afford what do they do? water they couldn't pay for water, but they can keep their cars all nice and shiny and chrome. Clearly, you have never been to West Virginia and seen car shows. Okay. It's two it's, it's not even car shows. It's it is did you I don't know what you Just called them in general, life in general. I, I don't know what you called this clip. Every high school has a clique of kids. I don't know what they called them at your high school, but in my high school, we called them the motorheads. Yes. And and this is in yeah. the late eight, this is in the late 80s and early 90s. And so this is right about the time when Honda and Toyota start to get into racing. It's mm-hmm. right when drift racing starts, but there there were there were kids at my high school who were rebuilding 70s muscle cars. 
whether it was a 1970 mm -hmm. Chevy Nova or whether it was an old Thunderbird or whatever. And people, some of these kids, with the help of their parents, and then, you know, and I also knew them when you get to college, they, they had a, a $3,000, you know, 1968 Buick Skylark, or they had, you know, a, a $4,000 Honda Civic. And then they put $12,000 worth of work into paint and body kits and, and all of that. And their cars were immaculate. And they might yes. live in the most beat up rundown trailer, but their car- And have ramen noodles every night for dinner. Yes. But <laughs> their car, it had the neon lights on the underside and it looked awesome. And you popped the hood and you looked at Absolutely. the engine and it was clean as anything. And it was chromed out. That is 100% yep. accurate for what kids would have done. And that's what these kids are. That, that, that's what, the, that's exactly. what the, the, Scooby dang, the Scooby gang in this episode, that's what they are. <laughs> they are kids who are struggling to make their bills and they're struggling to even buy water, but they have put all their, because they have put all their money into their, into their Vespa bike or whatever it is. And their bionics. We can't forget about it, the, like, the that's crazy right. and, and that is their. And that's them. Like to them, that's the most important thing. That I is mean, like, all right. And maybe, I mean, really. And, you know, you were talking about, Sarah, you were talking about kids on this little backwater planet trying to do better for their life and, and you know, not knowing what, you know, they're, they're in a dead end. They're in the armpit of the galaxy yeah. on this desert planet where all the water has somehow disappeared. There used to be oceans everywhere because Boba talks about that. That is Luke Skywalker at the beginning of New Hope. That is Luke Skywalker stuck yeah. on a moisture farm whose highlight of his day is going into Tashi Station to buy some power converters. And his buddy Biggs has gotten off the planet. Luke Skywalker is that kid. His T-16 would have been souped up and chromed out just like those kids' bikes would have been. And the other thing is that, it, that is partially an homage to George Lucas himself because George Lucas came out of that car, car culture in the 50s and 60s. His first movie, American Graffiti, is made specifically about those hot rod kids. So it it does make sense in the context of this universe. It is it is that is not something that is random. That is something that I believe was intentional. It it was it was an homage to Lucas, and it is it is a descriptor of these kids because those the the bionic you know the bionic gang and the, the Scooby gang. The, the, what, what do they want? They want what all kids want. They want to get off that rock, right? They, they yeah. want to see. I think they it says a lot about those kids. <clears throat> yes. Now, my criticism of the whole street chase and all of that is that, <laughs> number one, there, there were all the tropes. There were all the bad tropes. But again, yeah, I believe that was intentional because the, direct, uh, the director of this episode and the first episode was Robert Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And Robert Rodriguez is, we know he can make a good science fiction movie, right? Robert Rodriguez made Battle Angel Alita. He made Sin City. He made the, Mach the Machete movies. And he made the, you know, the, the Once Upon a Time in Mexico and Desperado. Is that why uh, we got Danny Trejo in this one is because of yes. Robert Rodriguez? I guarantee. I guarantee. <laughs> yes. 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 Because you had to I, stick him in there somewhere. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and why not? Why not as a rancor keeper? That was awesome. That you know? was fantastic. That made me happy. So, so <laughs> yeah, go ahead. But, but, the, but the, the chase, I thought the chase was very Spy Kids because that's also a Robert Rodriguez movie. And 
I, I know a lot of people didn't like that. I, I, the, the chase was very cheesy, but I also think that was kind of intentional and kind of an homage or a callback to something previous project. But I, not I, everything needs to be an homage, though. Not I, everything needs to be an homage or I, a tribute I, I, or callback. I don't disagree, but I also think that if you're going to ask a direct a director to come in and put their stamp on an episode, that they're going to do that, and that was what he did. Um, I think the story of the story that they're telling overall is is fine. Uh, now, the the bright the brightly the bright paint and the chrome doesn't generally fit in with the Star Wars as general aesthetic because Star Wars goes back to uh, something that's called the used future okay and the used future is is it the universe looks lived in it always yeah. does no matter what planet they're on it looks like somebody lives there uh, and that's why tatooine when they made uh when they made uh new hope you know looks like a planet that's been out in the desert everything was weathered because it was in the desert um you know alien and blade runner are also used future movies uh, as opposed to something like 2001, you know, Space Odyssey, which is which the, where the future is very antiseptic and very clean. Yeah. But I I don't think that have it just having you know clean speeder bikes is 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 out of character. I think it is in character for those kids, um, right. and I think that. it is in character for the story. But okay. it but it also it wasn't what people expected. And of course, my Facebook feed is lit up with people who just think that it's this is the worst thing that ever happened. It's my least favorite episodes of the three so sure. far. But you know, there's, there's... Well, it's still my least favorite as well. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, you know. Uh, so, but looking at that, do you do you feel like Boba Fett? And this is really why I brought it up. <laughs> Welcome to tangents. Uh, do you you know? Do you feel like Book of Boba is a fan service, or do you feel like? this was its own unique project i mean obviously the way that disney works things anything that is marvel anything that is star wars it has a purpose with it but does this show feel like it was originally designed to be a fan service or something unique I honestly want to lean more in the way of a fan service just okay. because yeah. um, that's just what it feels like to me with all of the, the things that we've had fairly recently. You know what okay. I mean? Like Mandalorian, they felt like they needed to kind of continue that along. People were asking for more. It's kind of like, you know, the Kenobi show that evidently is supposed to be coming up. Well, it, you know, it's a, kind of and, on the same basis. And and, and taking to that uh, uh, solo was you know they were trying to do all of the the prequels and don't be hating on my man okay i know i you know <laughs> solo is not nearly as bad as I, I didn't think it was nearly as bad as people thought i i'm, I'm not gonna lie and I, I might get shot here for this but i thought episode one was way worse than solo uh but i i, I didn't mind it like it was predictable because you know it's right. on solo's background but you know whatever i i, I was fine with it um you know, it being, let's consider it a fan service. Do you think it's something that should have been done or is it something that we should have just left to the imagination then? Or any of those? We'll Honestly, start with Boba, then we'll add for been, Solo. And, yeah. uh, I definitely think it would have been done. I think that, you know, there is that 
that crew of people that are never going to read any of the books. They're never going to read any of the comics. You're going to get those people. And the movies or the, you know, the miniseries or shows or whatever. They, sorry, <laughs> got a, a young and running around the back. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> it's our resident T-Rex. No worries. <laughs> um, but I feel like, you know, there is that fan base that, they're, they're not readers. They're not going to read the comics. They're not going to read the books. You know, they're not going to delve that deeply into something and take that much effort to look into the background like some of us will. So, you know, having that continuation in a miniseries or in a movie that they can sit down and watch in an hour and a half or once a week for 45 minutes, that's, that's a good way to kind of link stories together for these fans. Yeah, well, let's, and let's look at it this way too. Here's, I, I feel like you're depriving yourself of other sources of information when you don't do that. Like personally, like I, if I'm that emotionally attached to a character and I know there's something else out there with them, uh, like I'm a big fan of the Warhammer 40 K universe. I think I've mentioned that a few times on here. Um, I'm a fan of a writer named Dan Abnett. He's done a lot of different stuff and he likes to intertwine a lot of his books and his lore. And if I find something interesting, I will try to find more sources on it. And I'm able to do that. I know that's not for everybody. Right. Um, but no, the, it's definitely uh, not. Some people yeah. don't have that attention span. No, no, they totally don't. Um, but the, and let's look at other series here because we have our Lord of the Rings, which is getting a prequel uh, show uh, on Amazon Prime eventually. You have uh, Game of Thrones, which is getting a prequel to how, I, I guess, basically how the White Walkers came into being. See, but you just rolled your eyes on that. You rolled your eyes, and that's the point I'm trying to make. Is like with well, prequels and was, sequels and spinoffs. It spin -offs was so and horribly stuff, done at the end. Like, just leave that one. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Game of Thrones was perfectly done. You thought Game of I, Thrones no, was a good? No, oh. no, 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 no. Oh, I said it was horribly done. Oh, there horribly. At the end. Okay. Like, I just can't. I can't. I can't even want, I don't even well, want to go back and rewatch any of it because it was so horribly ended. Well, I just can't. And I haven't even one. gotten a new book to go with it yet. Uh, so here's another one. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if either of you ever watched it. Uh, Breaking Bad. I thought that was an amazing yeah. show. Really? Wow. Totally watch it. Uh, they had a spinoff show called You Better Call Sal. Sal has, I think, six seasons now. It's a spinoff show. And people were so adamant and so desperate for more breaking bad and they wanted to know what happened like they were death threats to amc and to netflix that netflix ended up making a movie called el camino it's an uh, i think it was an hour and a half on netflix just as a fan service and it it was horrible it was it, it like it gave a happy ending and that's about it and so our i guess where i want to know is are sequels and pre are prequels and sequels something that are needed or should we just leave something alone that is a good quality product like what are your thoughts if there's a potential of making needed. money they're not going to leave it alone oh yeah no that's 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 obvious no. like that'll never happen but if if in a perfect world in your world if there was if there was only episodes four five and six of star wars or even just episode four because I think you could, to an extent-ish, because yes, there is the story with Vader, ended with just episode four. But if you just could have four, five, and six, 
would you be content or would you still want more or do you think there should have been more well there there is more i, I, I mean, know there is that's, but, but, like, but that's yeah. the, the, okay so one of your questions earlier was <laughs> yes, is all this i know i've asked a lot of questions one of the things you, you brought up is it a cash grab and in some case a sequel is or a prequel is a flagrant cash grab the hobbit movie being the hobbit being three movies is a flagrant cash grab it really Absolutely. should have just been two right okay but they and they, they they added they created this character of toriel and they created this romance with her and feely and they they added all of this stuff <laughs> now they took a lot of that out of the silmarillion so it's not like they just made a bunch of shit up and added it into the movie but it was yeah. it was bloated and it was unnecessary and it became this giant cgi fight monster fest at the end so but the the hobbit movie the first hobbit movie unexpected journey is fabulous the first movie was Love done it. very well the second one eh, and the third one is like oh my god can it just be over whereas the lord of the rings as three movies if you saw the three the first well, if you saw them in the theater the first time you're like oh my god even though it was three hours long or whatever you knew that when you watched the lord the, the fellowship of the ring you were not watching one movie you were watching the first third of the lord of the rings yes now right be, and that was understood because they made all the movies together and that was a big gamble and sometimes they don't do that because they don't know if they're going to get the money right the, the the dune movie the dune movie is is very clearly the first half of the first book but they didn't know if they were going to have the funding so the, so dennis villeneuve he just made the first half of the movie and then he was hoping that they would get greenlit for the second half instead of making the whole movie all together um so a, a dune 2 or whatever they're going to call it is not a sequel it's the second half of the movie now you asked if if they had just come up made episode four would that have been enough if they had only made episode four life would have gone on and mm -hmm. that's kind of how they made it they made it to have a beginning a middle and an end and so because lucas didn't he didn't know if he was going to get any more money and right. luck, luckily he did and so then he made empire and then he made jedi with the understanding that that that's how that was going to go um you know whenever there is and, and this predate even predates the internet but whenever somebody finds something that they like even if it's a small niche fandom there's all this fan fiction and all this other stuff this artwork that comes out because there's always somebody who wants whatever the project is um to to go on and continue and sometimes the sequel is better or if if they can I don't mind a sequel if there's a story to tell. The best example to me is Aliens, right? Not the best example, but one example is Alien and Aliens. The first Alien movie is a haunted house movie in space where you can't leave the house, right? That, that's that's what it is, and it's a horror movie. The first no, it, yeah, but it, it, I will for this. I, I will go with this because it, we'll talk no. later. It, That's it, not what it is. It, it, <laughs> oh no! Alien That's is like a, the teacher pulling you aside at the end of class. It, it, <laughs> alien is a, Alien is a horror movie. Alien is a horror movie. It's a science fiction horror movie, and it's a haunted house movie set in space where you can't leave the house. Aliens, not directed by Ridley Scott this time. Aliens, directed by James Cameron, is this military science fiction adventure movie. And it is a different movie and it has a different story to tell, even though you still have the character of Ripley. And it, it that, that had something to tell. And then you, Alien 
three, it's kind of like that. That was a flagrant cash grab. <laughs> no, no, wasn't yeah. cash grab at all. Yeah. But <laughs> but it made money. So obviously, some somebody wanted to see it. And you know, Jaw, the first Jaws movie is Jaws. If they had stopped, if they had stopped at Jaws, Jaws is a fabulous movie because no one wants to get in the water because they're afraid of sharks, even though they shouldn't be. But then once you start going to Jaws two and Jaws three and Jaws four, whatever Jaws three D, right? whatever the jaws, jaws movie 3D? is yeah well they did a jaws they did a 3d jaws movie <laughs> oh, and then awesome. and then like the tagline for one of the jaws sequels was this time it's personal whatever oh, i think that but, was the second one that was either jaws 2 or jaws 4 i never saw right. the 3d one sure but but <laughs> anyway so anyway so a, a sequel or a prequel can be good now you asked about book of boba fett yeah let's circle back to that Book of Boba Fett and some of these other projects that they're doing are before Disney Plus. They are stories that would have been told in the expanded universe. They're they're stories that would have been told in a comic. They're stories that would have been told in a novel. But because they have Disney money, now they can make an eight hour uh, limited, you know, an eight hour series out of this. You know, I, I believe that the Mandalorian has a I think I read it. There's a five season arc that's basically mapped out. Wow. And so that, that there is a story there, just like I believe that there was a story with the Clone Wars, that Dave Filoni, when he started it, they, they, had, they had where they were gonna go through the arc of the Clone Wars. And then when Rebels started, they had an arc of where Rebels was gonna go. And so in that sense, as long as there is a new story to tell, I'm fine with it. But if it just becomes about, you know, making money or, you know, whatever, then maybe not so much. You know, I, I, I watched, I, I mentioned Battle Angel Alita by Robert Rodriguez. I don't know if you saw that, but in 2019, Battle Angel, the, the Alita Battle Angel, or whatever the movie is called, is a fabulous movie. And it was set up to be a trilogy. I, I don't know if they're going to get the money to make the, the next two, but it, it really should. Um, you know about so, the matrix like how do you feel you know i mean you you said resurrection redeemed reloaded yes. and oh god what was the third one uh revolutions revolutions yes for you mm -hmm. so it, it is the the algorithm you make three movies and expecting them to get subpar then you wait 20 years and then you make a fourth one and it redeems itself well i think <laughs> I think in the case of, of the of Matrix Resurrections, it was going to get made. Oh yeah. Whether 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 they wanted it or not, somebody they were going to either remake or reboot the Matrix because Sony has the rights and Sony has the money. And you know there was that joke in the movie that you know where they say, "Oh well, look, the parent company Warner Brothers is going to make this movie whether we like it or not." So yeah. you may as well you may as well you may as well be in. It's better to make it. When you have, when you, Lana Wachowski and Keanu Reeves and, you know, Carrie Ann Moss, when you have some control over the product, as opposed to when you don't have control over that. So, you know, sometimes that's how it goes. You know, Ryan Reynolds was in the X-Men Origins Wolverine movie as Deadpool because he didn't want somebody else being Deadpool, even though that depiction of Deadpool is just awful. But he wanted to have some control over the character and how the character was depicted. And for the opening, for the opening scenes where Ryan Reynolds is, is Wade Wilson, 
he's actually pretty funny and he's pretty in character. And then they, you know, then everything else goes on with, within that movie and, and the rest of it is just bad, you know, but I, you know, I think Matrix Resurrections was going to happen whether anybody wanted it to happen or not, because there was so much money to be made when they made it. Then the pandemic comes along and the, it, you know, it could have done better at the, it would have done better at the box office without COVID. You honestly think that movie would have done better? Yes. Really? Well, it, at least initially. Okay. Because after because it's gonna it's gonna have hype for the first weekend and and then after that word of word of mouth is gonna go around and and it's probably gonna have you know a sixty percent drop off from the first week to the second, but I you know I think it would have it would have if without COVID I think it would have pulled in a hundred million dollars the first weekend alone. Hmm. You know, I, I, I mean, I'm I'm not questioning your credibility or anything of that sort, but it's I'm curious because, like. I was interested to see it and I, I when we talked last episode you did not have high expectations and I had higher expectations well that's that's and, a you problem you know what I don't like this new you new year person <laughs> Sarah you want to be my co-host because I'm are you kidding for- me like <laughs> you ask me that every time I'm on I know here, that I know I should, do this. I, he, he's so sassy let's just do so this sassy <laughs> But, but that's, you're not going to get much less sass from me, though. Right. Like, that's well, just that's, yeah, thing. No, you're not. But but that's the thing. You know, that, I have a feeling that you attract those kinds of people. Probably. Probably. <laughs> but but, you know, but expectations are one of those things. And like I was talking about earlier, that's that's part of what people have a problem with with these longstanding properties is that they have a headcanon or they have they want something or, you know, they're a fan but of that's such kind such of hypocritical, a- though. You 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 built that nostalgia you built that that environment so i am going into it with an expectation i have to have some type of standard because that as the creator of said subject whether it's a music whether it's a book whether it's a movie you have set that bar for me to where i have been established to go okay I know what I'm going to go in. I know there's going to be a dude dodging bullets. I know that there's going to be an illusion about something. You've said that, just like your Star Wars, you know there's going to be, there's with the exception of the Mandalorian and Book of Boba, uh, there's going to be lightsabers. You know, there's going to be probably at least one Jedi or Sith Lord. Uh, You're definitely getting the Force and at least retrospective talk about. There's going to be androids. There's going to be some weird ass freaking vehicles of all sorts whether it looks like a dilly bar or it looks like a freaking pizza slice, you know? All right. You have those expectations and standards. You know, you're getting a theme song. So you can't give me that shenanigans, that BS over there of me having a standard when the, the, the environment has been set before me. No, because I'm a product here, of my environment. Good, sir. Because here, here's what happens though. The, the person who makes that the person who makes that product, they have their interpretation and that's what they're delivering. And so, and sometimes, and sometimes the constraint is based on budget. Sometimes the constraint is based on what actor or actors they can get. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's, you know, they have a shooting schedule. And, That's true. And what the person who owns the rights to that property can make whatever they want. And it's like you- going to an art gallery and judging the artist's art. Yes. And, and you as okay. the consumer, the story that you have written in your head might be completely different, but then you don't have the right to get pissed off 
when the story that somebody else has created, the artwork that they have created doesn't match what you have created because they are the owners of that property and you are not. If you wanted to make that, if you want, if you wanted to make that story, you should have paid Lucas $4 billion and gotten the rights to it to do it yourself. I'll counter your standard with <laughs> tolerance. I think you have a higher tolerance for something that you maybe really love. Yes, maybe you're passionate about. Like your standards and tolerance are different than me. Like I know the next Jurassic Park movie that comes out, the next Jurassic World, it's probably not going to be even nearly as good as it as it could have been. Like Jurassic World and Jurassic Park in, in my mind are like the only two Jurassic Park movies because everything else after that is pretty much caca. Lost World is a, is a soft gimme, but that's about it. Um, and I know the next one, which is Old Dominion, which is coming out, is probably going to be garbage, but I'm going to enjoy it anyways because I like me some dinosaurs and I like seeing some dinosaurs eat some peoples. It's kind of fun. Right. But, and, and maybe that's what we as fans need to take in consideration too there right well i i think you know for me and yeah. i can only speak for myself but what you know a lot of people i the, there's always the gnashing of teeth when star wars does something new or does something different and you know there's always that one person who says you ruined my childhood no they didn't ruin your childhood your childhood is fine you're because your child my childhood was 30 years ago and i had a pretty good childhood Ooh. and it's still there and even though what they what exists now is different, it's not the same vision. It's not the same people. Kids growing up now, this is their Star Wars. It is not my Star Wars. They're not making okay. Star Wars for me. That's really, really true. Like I have a 13 year old and he is a 100 percent huge Star Wars fan and he loves the old ones. Uh -huh. But listen, the new ones, he is he is obsessed obsessed and we're creating this new like this new generation of fans don't and they're embracing what well, what the old i don't want to be in the old category with them. well we're <laughs> stuck there at least we're not really old yeah. like, like me okay that's right you don't know the dinosaur alone okay i get it i i absolutely dragon to you <laughs> red dragon smog? He's, he's a, are you a, smog he's an ancient red dragon over there yeah. uh the gray, hair, cousin. the gray hair the gray scales i get it and I, I respect that and but that star wars is its own beast in itself because that is a and i'm trying to be nice when i say this three generation uh three or four generations no, but it goes for like the series as well like yeah the, it's he just loves the, the series but like just as much that's not just star the wars star wars star wars is a cult just like marvel is now a cult yeah. dc is it's it totally yeah. is you you right you cannot say it's not because yeah. jedi is now an, is a religion that is an official religion well, so that's that's for taxes but <laughs> here's the to me this is the other thing that you also how you and also have to church this is also how you have to approach Pro big properties like this and like the mcu and and aliens or whatever you don't have to like all of it yeah and there are legitimate criticisms for all of it but star wars as as a body star wars as a complete body of work and whether you whether you consider the eu to still be canon star wars is like a salad bar right you go to the salad bar and you pick out the parts you like and you leave the rest that's true i learned that from big trouble and like little China, by the way 
But that's what that's it is. That's a really good analogy. Yes, you, you, because there are people who stop liking Star Wars after Empire Strikes Back. And then there are mm-hmm. people, but then, then there are people who think, who when, you know, Sarah, you were talking about this. Young kids now watch their original trilogy and they're like, holy crap, what the hell is this? This looks awful. It's slow. You know, I show and- it to my students every year and they're always like, what is this? Right. Ow. Right. Who's that old guy? <laughs> What, why is Luke so <laughs> Who's whiny? that lady? Why she got those things on the side of her head? Yes. Luke Skywalker's <laughs> a Mary Sue. Oh my God. Mm. But, but then, but then you, you put them and you put rebels in front of them or you put, you know, baby Yoda, or you put any, some of the new products, you know, my, my stepson and I, we went to the midnight showing of Phantom Menace when it came out and it was amazing. And that's his star Wars. He was six, seven years old at the time. That is his, that is his generation star Wars. And so that's what it does. And, you know, and if, if I see something that I don't like, fine, it exists. It, and I let it go because I, because I love star Wars in its totality and I don't like every single bit of it. You know, people want to make the EU and this godsend that was just, you know, just, you know, infallible and just the most awesome thing ever. No, it wasn't. There's a lot of the EU that sucks. So, you know, like I said, you, you go to, you go to the salad, I go to the salad bar and I get, I slather everything up with ranch dressing and I get black olives and I get croutons and I get, you know, diced up egg and I leave the garbanzo beans aside and I leave, you know, the, the black broccoli. croutons and the French Island dressing, the broccoli, you know, somebody else can have all of that here. I want the spinach leaves, whatever. So, so that, that's, that's how I have to approach it. And, and, it makes my life pretty is easy that, because I don't the, worry about best, the rage. Is that the best way to approach every fan service? Then, or I wouldn't even say fan service, but every fandom or entertainment source out there. Is that the best oh. way to go? Like, hey, pick and choose, oh, yeah. accept the inevitability. Is that the? Is that the? I, I'm trying to come to a wrap up with this, and the best way to look at this is, you know, is it. It, we, I think we've all agree it's no matter what, it's going to be a cash grab. And if somebody has the money and if they think they're going to make money, they're going to make it. That's an inevitability. And I, we came in with that mentality, I believe. Uh, cash grab, I don't know. Some things are just flagrant cash grabs because they are intentionally that, well, I shouldn't say intentionally bad because I don't think every I don't think anybody ever approaches artwork and says I'm going to make something that completely sucks. But I think at the at, that when they're done with <laughs> Sharknado, it, really? Well, but that was oh, intentionally yeah. bad. Snakes on I a mean, plane. But 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 th- that was that Tremors? was that was self aware. Those movies were all <laughs> self awarely bad. But th- they were, and and I think because and if you look if you talk to a lot of artists. And if, if, you know, there are, there are some uh, out, whether it's, whether it's a music artist making an album or whether it's somebody making a movie, you can watch some people on screen and you can see they are phoning it in because they need a new kitchen, right? (laughs) The only reason that this person is appearing in this movie is because they are contractually obligated for four pictures with Columbia or whoever, and they need a new kitchen and that's how they're paying for it. But I, but at the same time, the people who make these, the people who control all of all of whatever your fandom is, if it wasn't profitable, they wouldn't be doing it. Okay, the Warcraft movie exists because people loved Warcraft, and I wish they had made more because the Warcraft movie was actually pretty good. But the but if it if they didn't think they could make money, they wouldn't do it. And then if the first one bombs, 
then they don't make the next two. That's what happened with Solo because Solo was supposed to be three movies. And that, because they, 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 did, they didn't introduce Darth Maul at the end of Solo for no reason. It was supposed to go somewhere else, but because it, it only made, you know, $400 million instead of, you know, gazillions, then the second and third Solo movies with Amelia Clark and Alden Emmerich and uh, Donald Glover, they didn't happen. And so maybe I that's why- I need more Kira in my life. Right, right. But but that's <laughs> that's what that was. I mean, they're- unfortunately sometimes the fandom tanks uh tanks whatever the project is um you know and sometimes the fandom revives shows you know the original star trek series was like that the original star trek series uh was they they shot one season and then they got funding because of lucille ball they got funding for a second season and then they canceled it and then there was this massive fan letter writing campaign in the in the late 60s and they made the third season they couldn't save it after that but sometimes the fandom can save something and some or it'll, they'll get a, a series move from one network to another um you know but sometimes it's sometimes it's just who's making it again i know that you're trying to wrap up but you know several years <laughs> one of the this one of them one of my favorite books. You can never one, wrap up with Dave. No. Never. <laughs> one of one of my favorite books that my favorite fantasy books was The Elfstones of Shannara by Terry Brooks. And it was that and Dragonlance were two of the books that just hooked me into, into the high magic and fantasy and, and all that. And, and 40 years later, MTV gets the rights to the Shannara series and they make a movie, they make it, they make us a, a, a series called uh, the Shannara Chronicles. And the Shannara Chronicles is bad, but it was made by MTV. So you know that it's going to have a certain, it's going to have a certain audience. And then they didn't get a second season on MTV. And so it went to spike. And so what happens, the budget goes down and what happens when the budget drops and all this other stuff. So it wasn't what I liked. Now, do I still like the Elfstones of Shannara? Yes. I, I still read that once every couple of years, just because I can, but it doesn't mean that I necessarily have to hate the the movie the the tv show but it ex but the tv show is there and if i don't like it guess what i won't support it and i won't do it but i'm still gonna i'm still gonna support terry brooks and i'm still gonna support you know that series because i love it um and so i think that's just has that's to me that's my approach to all of this is you know there are some things worth raging about but at the same time i ultimately realize i can't control a lot of that so you may as well just enjoy it if you don't like it don't watch it Wait for Fair the enough. next thing to come out. Absolutely. Sir, yep. I know you got to talk a lot on this. Do you have any final thoughts? This was this was a this was a hey, I'm gonna call this episode David goes on a tangent for an hour and a half. You just might as well call all of them that because you know it's Dave, once in a while I like get in a I word. Said. Every once in a while I pretentious, get in a word. you know. Yeah. No, 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 I you know, I mean, I definitely agree with Dave. I think that, you know, it's like the little thing that about you know, going to an art exhibit and seeing an artist's work there. You can't say, well, pff, I wouldn't have done it this way. Like, if you don't like it, don't go to the art, art exhibit. You know, it's the same thing for these, these series, these trilogies, these, these prequels and sequels and all of these things that we're getting. Um, if you're not a fan of the first couple episodes, don't watch the rest. Nobody's twisting your arm. Nobody's making you, you know, enjoy the stuff that you enjoy and, and leave everybody else be. That's kind of like the mantra, I think, 
for most fandoms is if somebody doesn't like something, leave them be, you know? So just let people like the things they like. Because the parts that you do like are still there and you can enjoy the parts that you still like. Um, Exactly. So anyway. Yeah, no, yeah, I absolutely agree. And I want to give you mad props there. I will give you a golden star because I saw you were about to go on another tangent and you stopped yourself right there. I'm so proud of you. That was awesome. (laughs) No, it's two gold stars. I I love it. No, and I would love to continue this, but we do have to wrap it up. Unfortunately, uh, as much as I love doing these tangents, (laughs) I do. I do love this, but you know, we got to keep it somewhat short and then it saves some for another episode. And that's what we're all about. You know, Um, Sarah, I would thank you so much for coming on and hanging out with us. Uh, tell your son walking in the background. So I said, hello, you know, <laughs> uh, the local T-Rexes back right? there. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I would love to have you on again to actually, you know, go on some tangents with us next time, you know? Absolutely. Uh, uh, David, as always, do you have so- duct tape for Dave? Yeah. If, if, yeah. You, you know you're what? The, you're the meeting leader. You can always mute me. You know that, right? <laughs> Can I mute you? Can I, let's I don't know. You, can't, you should be able to. Yeah, you can. You're in charge. <laughs> I muted you both. <laughs> Wait, let me unmute you. Did I unmute you both? Asked to unmute. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would like to see Sarah's Ahsoka when it's done, because that's that's a, a project I've been kind of watching as you post about it. Um, yeah, and I, I would definitely like, want to see that. And, and I would like to see Steve work with the with the the silicone product. That yes, yes, too. yes. Yeah. We we will have to sit down and talk about like the whole silicone and latex, uh, all that because or the late the the creature caster stuff you had because yeah, that looks really it was cool. amazing. Um, so it's amazing, it really is. Unfortunately, we do have to wrap it up here. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. As always, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are listening to us on Apple, please remember to rate and review. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. So please like and follow us at DNA Pod and on Twitter at NerdDNAPod and on our webpage at NerdDNAPod.com. As always, thank you so much. And this is DNA Podcast. Thank you and good night. Good night.